Thank you for coming to the podcast. This is Ian. I'm joined here with Noelle and Kevin from Australia. They are two uh, drone pilots that have been traveling around doing some awesome, fun things. We're going to get to know them today. And uh, thanks for joining us today, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. And um, if you guys want to first, you know, like introduce yourselves to the uh, podcast. Um, we'll start off with Noelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm Noelle. I'm a French female pilot. I live in Australia with my boyfriend, Kevin. And together we are um, doing the channel called uh, Onigiri FPV on YouTube. Um, and we've been doing that for a year now, actually. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah, my name is Kevin. She said <laughs> um, um, maybe people will know. We want to know. We'll want to know. How old we are, so mm-hmm. Noli's 27 and I'm almost 28. Awesome. Um, and yeah, we've been doing that um, flying. So I've started a little bit before Noli, um, probably six months before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably been a year and a half, two years almost about FPV, mm-hmm. seriously. And uh, we had experience in RC before because I built a big drone like a 450 four years ago. And my dad teach me how to fly RC planes but I didn't really enjoy it mm-hmm. my dad is not a very good teacher <laughs> um, so that's yeah our background and Noli used to fly um, do you know these uh, little brushed uh, ladybirds I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar micro, micro quads like the oh, okay. it's not FPV at all it's it not was FPV like just line of sight nice yeah. so yeah she learned to fly on this like four years ago and me too actually so that that's like when everything was kind of getting started. You guys are pretty, yeah. I guess you could say OG starting from the <laughs> beginning. Well, we had a big gap though. Yes. Right. Yeah. Big gap of like a year, year and a half. Yeah. That's when everything changed. Yeah. And, and we were uh, not doing missed, that. We missed that. <laughs> from and, the big uh, quads to the mini quads. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Good to, good to cool know those things and know how people kind of get into the stuff and, uh, so you guys are you guys have been traveling around. Um, you guys had mentioned you guys are from Australia, mm-hmm. and obviously you guys are here in the states right now in Ohio. Um, kind of maybe tell us a couple of the places you guys have stopped before this, and maybe where you plan to go. Yeah. Okay. So we arrived. I think the first of April, right, Kev? Yep. Um, we arrived in New York. So first day we spent there was just tourism. It was not FPV related at all, and we enjoyed it a lot. And anyway, the weather was not that great. Um, Mm. and, uh, after that we drove south to Miami. So we did that in two weeks and a half. Um, we stopped, uh, at a few places in the meantime. So like, uh, oh, we went a little bit north to Boston actually. Um, so Connecticut as well and Hartford. Then we stopped in Philadelphia. We met with Boat Grinder. Nice. Um, then we stopped, uh, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Mm. Georgia, in Atlanta. We met Schizo and Nick Willard. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was cool. And then we drove straight to, I think it was no, Jacksonville or oh, something like this. No, close to Jacksonville, actually. Yeah. Um, and Lake then we, Wales. Yeah, Lake Wales. Mm-hmm. We stopped in, at Get FPV in Sarasota. Nice. And then we went to Miami um, and we just flew with the local guys there. That was cool. Yeah, the weather really, really was cool. also... Actually, we met many, many pilots on yeah. the, on the oh, way. That's so exciting. Um, that's what's cool about the US. It's You, you know, you're going somewhere, you're going to find pilots mm-hmm. it's way easier here actually than anywhere else in the world i feel oh yeah yeah that's another thing i was going to ask like um i do notice that like fpv kind of seems that it's uh can be fairly popular over in australia there's a lot of um very well-known pilots um that mm-hmm. have come from that area um mm-hmm. like legendary pilots like chad nowak yep. and 
we've got Snake and yep. a bunch of people. Um, but what, how does the community differ at all, if it does, um, from the States down in Australia? Um, well, Australia, um, so that's true. FPV is pretty good, big let's say, in Australia, but the difference is Australia is as big as the U.S. Uh, in terms of uh, dimension, size, size yeah. right? Yeah. Except that there's only like 23 million So everybody's more spread out. So they're yeah. all like very far mm-hmm. away from each other. Yeah. And that makes it a bit harder to mm-hmm. fly together, whereas... Like I was saying, in the U.S., you can go pretty much anywhere and you're going to find someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, FPV is pretty big in, in, in Australia. There's definitely a bunch of really good pilots. Mm-hmm. There's also um, Michael Webb. Yep. He's, uh, he's He used to be in DRL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, well, we met so many. So He's got Stuart there. And for, Stuart from, from UAV Features. <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't met him, though. Um, we will one day. Yeah. We sent him a little care package, I think, with some signed shirts and, uh, and awesome. some posters. Yeah, he loves the channel. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love his quad wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah well, we all do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, but yeah, we just before the US, we were in France mm-hmm. and um, the weather was not the greatest. So uh, it feels good to be here and with yeah. a little bit better weather and more people to meet because in France, we only got to fly. A couple of times. Yeah, but in France times. we were there for our family because oh, we, okay, cool. because we've been living there. Uh, I mean, in Australia for three years and a half, mm-hmm. and we only went back to France twice. So mm-hmm. um, we went back in last February, nice. but before that, it was a year and a half before. So we're like FPV is great, mm-hmm. but sometimes you know you don't have yeah, to do what family. you have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and our parents they they are very very nice with us. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of try to understand yeah. what it's all about, like right. FPV, because it's pretty hard for people that are not into it. Mm-hmm. It's very... To understand the, pa- the passion. It's yeah, like, it's, you guys it's really like do a, care about this a lot. It, it's it, a, it yeah. is a lifestyle, sort yeah, of. And lifestyle. that's what we talk about every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I showed my grandma. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually, yeah, she made a video about it and people <laughs> loved it because... It's, it worked really well, that it video. It worked really well. well uh, it, was it was really, really spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to fly um, her house because I think soon she's going to move out from it and um it's my childhood house Mm -hmm. kind of and i wanted a memory a fpv memory of this and then uh, i was playing outside and i could hear her laughing from the kitchen through Mm -hmm. the window and i said ah maybe she's interested so Mm -hmm. i'm going to show her the the hd footage Mm -hmm. because she couldn't wear the goggles she's too old she can't really see Mm -hmm. um and she loved it she was like it's very natural she loved the 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 noise of the propellers and the Mm -hmm. wind that's fantastic it was cool yeah it was really cute that video. Yeah, that's cool. Um, now I've noticed from uh, videos in the past from watching your guys' stuff that uh, when you guys are driving, you know, to locations, that it seems like you guys have um, the landscape there is a lot different than what mm-hmm. you may have here or what we may have here that's to right. fly it. Like I know we have some places. Like if you go to Detroit, we've got band- places of abandoned buildings, and yeah. then where you guys have a lot of cool trees and uh like um like fields that have a good flow with trees mm-hmm. and yep. kind of things like that i noticed do you guys have anything else to say about the landscape uh definitely we don't have bandos in australia mm-hmm. everything is not too many. new not many and if they have bandos they are like you know more likely than here to put them down and mm-hmm. build something new again because yeah. they always yeah. build new things so they oh. used to build things so when there's a bando we like jump on it we do as much as we can there and then before it gets built back yeah. up to something yeah. new it, it's yeah. kind of like australia is a sort of a country that is still 
building itself like yeah. Yeah. you know there's a lot of places where you go and the, the cities are being still created mm -hmm. and you know growing yeah and, everywhere um, so yeah there's definitely not many bendos especially in the northern territory where we we live for like two and a half years yeah um so that's pretty empty mm -hmm. and the only places that are built are like they use them it's there's no way they can they would waste it mm -hmm. and um uh i'm saying it's, it's a waste in america it's just right you know the way it is over there it, mm -hmm. It's, they uh, it's take very advantage of the open space. Land and, right. you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, but yeah, we loved it in Detroit like a few days ago. We were there and it's just Bando paradise. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. It was really good. Really good. So yeah, in, in, in Australia, it's way different. And, parks, uh, lots of around, parks. Yeah. We tried to find office parks as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we found, well, the guys from Perth took us to a good one. Mm -hmm. um, but the, our level was not what it yeah, is now. It so we would like to go back. Us. It yeah. was a bit hard. But now I think mm -hmm. even I think the guys from there they we could do it too. now yeah we should Definitely. we should go back there next time you know we, we're flying almost every day now so that's good that's um, good yeah yeah we're back to this kind of uh you know uh rhythm and mm -hmm. we we can see we're improving when you watch all the footage yes. like, when i say older it's like two weeks old right you know to get on another topic kind of like noticing your own progress or kind of noticing things like that you know it's all the time people you know you watch your old footage or you're like man i really wish i could revisit that place you know because <laughs> yeah. uh, there's this another move that Oh, I could have just flicked that that way or mm -hmm. done this that that way or something. Definitely. But yeah. but that's the beauty of it, you know, because the, the hobby is always evolving and there's no way you can really do everything, you know, the same twice. You know, there's no there's same there's trick no twice. Way, type but of that thing. happened to us actually one time mm -hmm. um, because we've been in to Indonesia two times oh, yeah. while we were doing FPV. Uh, and that was six months apart mm -hmm. or something like that, yeah. close to six months. And um, so we went there. We flew that place. That specific place was very hard to, to fly. Yeah. And we it's went back six months okay. later and we're very interested to see how we could manage to fly yeah. that place again six months later and how hard it would be mm -hmm. or not hard, actually. Yeah. And uh, that was very interesting to see yeah. our progression as well and compare. Yeah. In the, that place. The funny thing is that when we went back the second time, I was flying like Kevin was flying the first time there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, it's just the, you know, it's uh, the the same footage, mm -hmm. but not from the same person. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. But Kevin had improved a lot, so the, the edit was different. But that that's was good. fun to watch. That's good. Yeah, Noli is just a little bit behind me. Um, Six because months. obviously I started earlier and she always tries to catch up, but I, mm -hmm. I improve as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because you guys feed off of each other. And we yeah. fly as much as each other. Mm -hmm. so yeah. When she flies, I fly. When yeah. I fly, she flies. So it's, of course, we're going to You guys are constantly improving. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Which is... It's awesome. That, yes. That's the first time I find something where I can keep improving. Right. Like I feel I'm not like bored or, or like I'm not reach that reaching a level like... where I'm like, eh, whatever. Right. Um, FPV is really that kind of hobby where you can just push your limits all the mm -hmm. time. And also the technology keeps changing. Yeah, yeah the gear just keeps pushing us yeah. to want to do further yeah, stuff. It so it's like, definitely. it definitely helps that way too, mm -hmm. yeah. which is cool. Mm -hmm. And speaking of flying and, and gear and pushing ourselves to fly, um, kind of want to talk about finding out what got you guys to even want to start getting into RC. What spruced your whole, what made you, you know, fly an RC plane first or fly that first lady drone or the, um, 
your first ever line of sight drone? Because I know for me, I went, I, I saw, um, my mom had me test fly a little drone that we were getting for my, my baby cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And I had never touched a drone before, but I hear it's just a little Hubson X7 a line of sight drone. And she had me open it up out of the box just to make sure it worked. I don't know why. And I, uh, <laughs> sure enough, I hovered it and it was so impossible to keep in one spot. And I was like, how can some little kid fly this thing? I can't mm-hmm. fly this thing. I got to learn, learn how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned how to do it. And then, you know, I find the YouTube channels that have like the FPV and I'm like, mm. what? That's a thing. Yeah. And then that's kind of how you get that's in. Awesome. That's how I got into it at least. Cool. Um, what about you guys? Uh, for me, it was, uh, so my dad was actually my uh, grandpa was uh, building balsa wood planes and with gas engines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, I guess it's always been my family, sort of. Um, so my dad tried to teach me how to fly a fixed wing mm-hmm. when I was a kid and didn't go really well. Didn't enjoy it at all. But I guess it stayed in my mind. The, and, the idea of RC. And uh, the real thing that uh, pushed me into the drones, mm-hmm. the quadcopters, let's say, uh, um, was actually my best friend, uh, Florent Roque. He's French. Um, we were at school together in uh, engineering school Mm -hmm. and one day, uh, so we were doing airsoft. Okay. Uh And, um, airsoft is fun, but I mean, it's cool. I'm not going to say it's not good. It was Mm -hmm. fun. I had fun, but uh, it was not enough. And one day he tells me, yeah, come to my place. I'll show you something. Uh (laughs) And I arrive at his place and I see that massive drone. It was a TBS discovery pro. Oh my gosh. It was uh, five years ago. And he shows me that and he shows me the footage you can have with the GoPro 2, Hero 2 or something mm-hmm. like that. And he shows me that. I'm like, okay, can you just stop talking and tell me how much money I need right, <laughs> right. now to get the <laughs> yeah. same thing? And it was like, um, it's probably too expensive for you. Because we were students. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we were students. He saved a lot of money for a long time and he built up, you know. Because he had the first Facha goggles. Oh and my gosh, those are so he expensive. Had, um, mm-hmm. Before the trans, I can't even remember what he was using. Maybe a GR or mm-hmm. J- JR. Oh, uh, Grapner. Oh, Grapner or whatever. Um, so he was using all these stuff from airplanes, uh, remote controlled airplanes. And so he uh, bought this um, Discovery Pro. And I could not afford it. So I built a clone. Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I bought my first frame on Hobby King. Nice. And it was a multi-wee pro for the flight controller. Uh-huh. It was really old school with, um, I think it was an open pilot. Or, yes. Or Libre pilot or something like that. Yeah, those are both it wasn't, the flick ancient. <laughs> it was, uh, was not really good. But I guess it was better than nothing. At its time, you know, it was it was what you had. You know, It was, it was, it was yeah. what worked. And the yeah. ESCs. So I got some ESCs from Hobby. King, I flashed them with Simon K. Simon K. Um, so it was, I had to learn of all this stuff. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to complain. We moved to Australia, mm-hmm. so I couldn't take all my gear with me. And it stayed behind. And like I said, for like a year and a half, nothing mm-hmm. drone related happened to us. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we went, we arrived back in that hobby and everything changed. So Simon K was not a thing anymore. Right. It was B Haley and uh, mm-hmm. that was a Beeler flight with right. clean first clean flight and then Beeler flight and all this stuff. And so yeah, that that's that's how I got into it. And um, I guess Noeli f- kind of followed me, but she can she can explain to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, uh, when I was young, I I liked um, using uh, you know RC cars, but mm-hmm. not like really the the bad ones, like yeah. the, the toy ones. Yeah. And um, it was fun, but you know, I 
couldn't really see the point. So when he bought me that ladybird we talked about previously, it was fun again. But I was like, okay, just flying around, yeah, you know, line of sight, line flying. of sight. And then when he was trying, you were trying to put FPV on your big quad, and yeah. I couldn't see the point because everything was so slow, you know, boring. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and cool stabilized. to see where you can go, but you can basically see line of sight, you know, because right. it was so big. Right. Uh, it was like I don't remember the the size of your team. Yeah. And then, so we moved to Australia. I got my ladybird back. I flew it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, he had seen all the YouTube channels like mm-hmm. Rotoriot, Flight Test. We knew Flight Test. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, when I saw what Rotoriot was doing, I was like, yeah, that's okay. I see the point yeah. now. It makes sense. First video. The freestyle flipping over yeah. the trees. Like one of the first video, the video we watched was, uh, oh my God, you know, why? Yeah. Diving that waterfall. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "This is beautiful." And Oli was yeah. like, "Okay, so that's what you want to do." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's that, I would like to do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how she got hooked. And I saw the... Zoe FPV and uh, Julie FPV in mm-hmm. two episodes, and I was like, "Oh, girls are into it too." So let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason girls can't do it. And exactly. I wanted to race actually first because Julie was a racer, and uh, I uh, the first people we met and fl- flew with mm-hmm. were racers. Um, in Dow in Northern Territory in Australia. And then I saw a video of Drone Doll, who is a female pilot and mm-hmm. does freestyle. And I was like, oh, freestyle is pretty good. And mm-hmm. anyway, where we were living, we couldn't race. We were just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so freestyle. Well, finally. we planned on racing, but we never No, we never it. actually did. <laughs> That's cool, though. Um, you guys found, you know, what fit for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, freestyle is definitely more convenient. Mm-hmm. And especially when you travel... You, and mini quads, they're amazing for that. You can right. take off and land anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So that's, that's, and that gives you a new reason to travel as well. Mm-hmm. Like when my parents asked me, so what did you guys do in America? Uh, we went to that abandoned building and right. we flew our mini quads in there. Uh, did you see the beach in Miami? Oh, no. no, we forgot, <laughs> right. we forgot <laughs> you know? to see a beach in like, Miami. Oh like, my um, gosh. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter anymore. We don't do the touristic things mm-hmm. anymore because we only do mini quads and well it's a it's touristic for you guys it is which it is, is definitely cool. and i we told uh vortex in mm-hmm. detroit we told him mate you should create a tourist fpv tourism yeah. company or whatever and you take people to all these bendos right and, you know you should do tours and stuff like that that would be cool yeah that would like be schedule awesome. with vortex uh, a yeah. tour for the bando tour i'm sure it would work <laughs> yeah that would be nice That's, i i would pay for that <laughs> yeah, yeah me too <laughs> definitely but yeah i mean i i definitely uh definitely agree with you guys you know like um why well, first started out and i was freestyling and mm-hmm. I, I still i still freestyle to this day i do a little bit of both freestyle and i and i race um yeah. mm-hmm. you know whatever i have available to me at that time though is what i'll do like for instance right now we're in right in between um track setup we took down the old track and we're thinking about setting up a different style track but mm-hmm. um but like even then where there's nothing out there, I'll go and uh, I'll go and I'll I'll go flip around. I'll turn my rates up a little yeah. bit. I'll have some fun, you know, get some snaps and some rolls, cruise around about around the um, dirt pile and stuff. And, and it's fun. And like um, like last night, I, I took my quads home last night to my buddy's house. I wanted to um, I just got the new Fat Shark HDOs. So oh. I wanted to so I wanted Fancy. to show show them the the new things. And I wanted to show them what the experience in the goggles is because I don't this is the first time I've ever had a second pair of goggles. So I could let somebody mm-hmm. put goggles on and I have goggles on and really give them like the experience um, because when you just when they have the goggles on, you're flying at line of sight. Sometimes you, it's just like they're just looking 
up at the yeah. trees or whatever. So, so then I got a chance to fly around and, you know, it was just freestyling up and down the street and they were having a blast passing yeah. the goggles around uh, all my buddies. And it was just a fantastic time. So it's like, it's something cool. You know, you just, whatever's getting you in the air at the time is, you know, whether it's, you have a track set up all the time and there's people by you that are always racing and you can have that luxury, then, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what excites you, you know, go yeah. for it. But if you just have a couple of friends or maybe you're even by yourself and uh, yeah. you guys have an open field or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. just go do it and go rip it up. And well, it's we, a lot of fun. We both started like proper freestyle FPV in the same place. It was in the middle of the desert. <laughs> we were working in school mm-hmm. in Australia and uh, that, that has been our spot for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, very challenging for beginners, I'd say. Like, I was kind of terrified mm-hmm. taking off in that place because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to land, basically. Yeah. Uh, there were buildings, I mean, it's pretty uh, low buildings, mm-hmm. but still, like, uh, trees everywhere, buildings. Yeah, it's like it was not when, you open decide, area. when you decided to, to land, you had basically to, to drop. So yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. because when you, you know, you're not used to, to go between things yet, mm-hmm. or even if they're huge gaps, you're not used to it. So you're coming down and and uh, suddenly you're like, okay, there's a there's a hole here. I'm gonna drop. It yep. And and just, you, yeah. you don't know how to level off and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. So especially when you're a beginner, it can be very very scary because you don't know what's like for some reason. Even if you know there's nothing under the drone, you mm-hmm. still you still want to see, <laughs> right? But you can't, right? Um, yeah. Because uh, if you look forward, and then you're going forward. Yeah. And it's like uh. it does doesn't work really well. So mm-hmm. landing was very challenging at the start yeah. and um i think we both made the mistake of trying to learn with a screen at first and oh, then yeah. switching to goggles that mm-hmm. was kind of dumb but it's because we were scared of landing i guess yeah. um but we, oh so you could um flying off could, the screen so you could see yes. when it was coming yeah, that's in. what i mean exactly that's cool that's kind uh, of so cool. you could switch to line of sight mm-hmm. for landing and I think it's not a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and we both made the mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. We we flew that place for a really long time, and it teached us quite a lot of stuff. Still, I mean, even if it was not the greatest mm-hmm. for beginners, we split us. Split us was yeah. the first kind of freestyle move that I learned after the roll, the basic mm-hmm. roll and flips. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, split us, and we had big, big roofs and open. So, so, was sort of a giant gate, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like uh, I don't know in feet, but uh, yeah. we use yeah. metric system. I'm sorry, that's okay. Um, it's like I'll give in meters, yeah, it's probably six meters by eight meters, so yeah. about 20 feet. Yep, yeah. huge, yes, yeah. big, it's very large. Uh, so it was really good to go above it, do your speeders, and go Perfect. through it. You learned uh, your power loops there. I was I too scared. Well, I did it, too. but it was hard. Um, <laughs> you could not really crash because it was all metal and mm-hmm. and the dirt in the desert is really bad for the drones. Really hard. Um, very hard. Very. Oh, it gets in the magnets so, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does. It goes in your motors. Like, don't fly Emacs in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just don't do it because the the magnets are so tight with the. Um, the windings, the, windings. the, the stator, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, not advice. You actually cheaper motors are not as good, so mm-hmm. they don't get clogged. Like yeah. oh, because of the larger air gap. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about something yeah. like yeah. that. We were surprised because um, I was so excited. I I ordered the Emacs for me. I mm-hmm. had like a set of ten or something. Yeah. And I destroyed all of them in the desert. Oh, yeah. They all got locked really up bad. from the dust. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. that uh, I was cr- uh, crashing less at that time. Yeah. And that's why I, I, you know, I wanted to buy nice motors. Mm-hmm. And nah, it no, was she destroyed idea. all of them. Yeah. Be- just because of that dirt. Just because of the dirt. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, and it's and I think it's the only reason is the gap between the magnets and mm-hmm. the stator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, cheaper motors. <laughs> if you fly in dirty places, um, yeah, cheaper motors are the way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah um, that's awesome. I've been noticing that actually. It seems like uh, at least the hobby, the way it's been working, there's kind of been um, like you know your top of the line thing, and there's been a lot of companies that have been producing really quality products that have been coming out with some stuff that has been a lot more affordable. So like mm-hmm. I've been seeing DYS coming out with motors that are just maybe $10 for a motor. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool for mm-hmm. yeah. people getting in. It makes it a little bit easier yeah. for, um, for beginners to get into the hobby. Unlike how in the past it may have been um, a little bit more difficult um, yeah. when you see that large price tag and you're like, uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now you can kind of tell someone like, Oh, some of my friends have asked me like, Oh, how much does it cost to build Build a it's drone hard like that. To answer. It is hard to answer, but I can I can now confidently can tell them like you know I can give them a window like you know yeah. anywhere but depending on what you put in it it could be like four hundred to six hundred dollars yep. or it up could to, even be less than yeah, that if, exactly. If you, uh, I mean obviously stay away from the Chinese right. websites uh, the famous ones um, you're not gonna have great experience with that but you can definitely find uh, like uh, what's trying to do um, Armiton right now they're mm-hmm. creating a new. Uh, brand which is called uh, Sabotage RC and it's going to be really really cheap products a little bit like you guys do mm-hmm. you know in flight test it's, it's not crazy expensive it's still good quality it's something that you're going to enjoy using and um, so basically they, they released a motor that is going to be 11 it, it is $11 that's fantastic piece, which is I think it's a good move and it's not a aluminum shaft it's a proper steel shaft very and, nice you know you got you got the good stuff with it and that's yeah i i think for beginners now it's way easier to get mm-hmm. proper gear and yeah and the information as well yeah yes. like what ethics tries to do with um giving the information um to people like you know trying to simplify everything and say you can look on our website there's the recipe mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of um and you have the information whereas i remember kevin had to watch all oh, the videos yeah. joshua Bartle showed me <laughs> everything still I was teaches me everything like i need four to know. videos a day so, you know to catch up <laughs> yes oh i see up. what you're saying uh, i was watching all these videos i mm-hmm. had to I, I didn't know anything about beta flight mm-hmm. uh, clean flight all this stuff Blue Falcon, um, you were watching. Blue Falcon uh, was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, now it's it's definitely easier. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't know. Do you remember that time when they nobody was sharing their PIDs for some reason? <laughs> yeah, there was a there was that time when it's funny because there was actually a time when Steele was first posting videos that in the video description, he posted the PIDs in the description of his mm-hmm. of his things. And you'd see these crazy long video descriptions. And then uh yeah, and then there was a while for everybody was like, you can't have my pids. No, it's like, <laughs> if you yeah, have my what? pids, you're going to know how I fly. Yeah, That's my yeah, secret yeah. sauce. This is but, weird. Yeah, I, I which mean, is interesting. Probably, I mean, I kind of understand it, even though I make fun of it. Mm-hmm. It's because back in back in that time, pids were more... It's like an oh, art to tune yeah. the, yeah. To tune yeah. the like, quad. Nowadays, like you art. can basically fly default pids. We, we saw it yesterday. We, we, we met that guy yesterday, Nick, and he, was, he built his quad he flew it 10 times mm-hmm. only so it's brand new quad right and it's on default pits bit of flight and we uh, we couldn't fly it because he flies mode two. Oh, by the way mm-hmm. we fly mode one <laughs> right uh, but yeah well that's what we do we're french <laughs> deal with it um and uh, so he flies mode two so we couldn't try it so we were telling him okay do a punch cut the throttle and we'd do that and then we would see okay that's not too bad then he would do a hard roll hard flip yeah it was all no right. bounce back no prop mm-hmm. wash nothing and i was like did, did you tune that thing he was no no no. it's just default beta flight mm-hmm. like, okay that 
came a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because um, very impressive. Me and Matt do a lot of building, obviously here, mm-hmm. and we build a lot of quads and fly a lot of different setups and combinations and stuff like that. And it's it's uh, interesting and funny that to notice that like the amount of setups at least now with the new firmwares and the new set um, softwares, how things are running, that you can just put a quad together and flash it to the latest and greatest and leave everything stock, go out, test fly it. And if it's doing something crazy, then there's something wrong with it because almost nowadays everything that's on default is flying so good. Like you guys are saying, I don't know what it is. It's just like you barely have to touch the tune, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, you know, you just kind of touch tune the rates nowadays and you find them where you want them. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing how the software is. And now, and now everybody's, you know, sharing their PIDs. There's presets for everything, you know, even, I don't know, Preston Garrison's they are yep. doing race flight stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I don't even flight one or whatever it's called now, but, um, but yeah, they have presets for all their top pilots have all the tunes up there. And, yep. and then like even, um, beta flight forums, there's people that have like, uh, their tunes and stuff like that. And then steel has his tunes on his website and, mm-hmm. and then all this stuff. So, it, so it, uh, it's nice to see that everybody's kind of gotten over that hump. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we're back to kind what of are your sharing. Rates? What, what kind of rates? So, do you have different rates for freestyle? And I racing? do. Um, ironically, I kind of went backwards. I, when I first got into it, I was, my biggest influence was, was, uh, steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be super aggressive, have, mm-hmm. um, really, really hard maneuvers and stuff like that. So I was flying with like about 1200 degrees per second, really mm-hmm. high RC rate, no expo. So super, mm-hmm. super twitchy. But then I saw my, my footage, you know, it showed in my footage, mm-hmm. you, I couldn't keep a straight line and stuff like that. But then as I evolved and started racing, every time if I got close and I was getting nervous and then got close to a gate or had to make a correction, I would do a full roll and I only yeah. needed to do a half. <laughs> so now I'm flying with about 400 degrees per second. So mm-hmm. it takes a very long time and yeah, I have wow. like 250 on my yaw. So it's okay. very, very low. Yeah. But um, but then if I freestyle, I think I keep it about 800 or so. Okay. You know, I, it's, I turn it back up. Um, but it's fun cause it's, you know, I, I find that that happy medium where I can kind of have my little Johnny, Johnny cinematic yeah. juice and then I can get, you know, aggressive and thrash around yeah. like, uh, yeah. like steel. So, you know, you can, I kind of find the happy medium, but that's, that's about where I'm at. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd like to switch it up. I like to be calm for the race and then I like to be energetic for my freestyle. I think we, we finally found our rates. Like, yeah, I think nobody's happy with hers. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're for okay. the moment, we'll see where my flying takes me. Mm-hmm. I know Schizo had high rates and he went down to 800. And I mm-hmm. was on 800. Now I think I'm on 1100, but yeah. I have a lot of expo. I mm-hmm. like having expo. Yes, expo is nice. Yeah, but maybe depending on how my style evolves. Because for the moment, I don't have a style. I just try to fly, <laughs> basically. No, well, everybody has their own style. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. has their own style. But we'll see where it goes. And maybe because I like more, you know, calm stuff and, you know, something really chill. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would need to. But I, I also like being able to react like fast. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll I put them a it bit It definitely down. makes yeah. it harder for you to have higher rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's hard to manage. But in the same time, like you said. It's convenient. It is convenient right. sometimes. Yeah. You just uh, it can be surprising to you if yeah. you're trying to do a quick move and it's actually not that quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very quick. But when you're actually flying, it's you're like, oh, it's so slow. It yeah. takes right. like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely convenient. Yeah, uh, I think I have almost the same rates almost, as you. Yep. As yep. you, yeah. Just less expo. Yeah, no expo. I don't use expo. That's nice for some reason. But <laughs> I, I sort of cheated because I'm using weird RC RC mixed. rate and super rate. Yeah, yeah. 
That's how I like to do it. I don't like to run any expo, but I like to find the curve that I want to have what I, with what I do. playing with the numbers. But mm-hmm. um, but you can achieve exactly the same exactly. things by doing different yeah. numbers and putting some expo. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with putting expo on your rates. Right. It's, if because I know some people say no expo is bad or hey, expo all the way. Some people use sixty percent expo, mm-hmm. and the other ones are telling them no, you're crazy. Well, it depends on their rates actually. And yeah. it's a lot of personal preference too. You know, mm-hmm. like um. It's cool that you guys can feed off each other because, you know, you can try something and then yep. uh, maybe you find something that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the secret sauce. This ha- this is what all the quads need this. You mm-hmm. can tell her. Maybe she can try mm-hmm. it. And then she's like, well, maybe she can give you. Well, I, I think it, this feels like this maybe. And then you're like, you guys can feed off each other and be like, oh, you're right. Maybe it does feel like that. And then you kind of find a happy medium or whatever. I don't think you realize how right you are because my setup is actually Noelle's setup <laughs> yeah. now because she found the perfect sauce. Mm-hmm. We were and looking for a good quad yeah. at the same time and yeah. he tried race flight. And I, I tried said, a lot try of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I've been able to tell Noelle where, what to stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> Which was good. But I never actually found something that worked mm-hmm. like I wanted it to work and Noelle experimented a different way mm-hmm. and she actually found the perfect sauce. And kind of. That, uh, well, well, what me, works for it, you guys? It is for mm-hmm. me as uh, at least. No, it is it's still tuning it a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, for me, it works perfect. And yeah. that's a combination of uh, flight controller, mm-hmm. frame, um, props, batteries, uh, and the tune. Mm-hmm. And yeah. All of this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change. Yeah, uh, I would be okay to change my camera. Um, I wouldn't get rid of my crossfire though. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, this I could change a couple of stuff, mm-hmm. the antennas and stuff like that. But um, changing these five components, like, you know, uh, so it's pretty firmware. good every time. Yeah, it comes this, out. Is, this is like very strong setup mm-hmm. that just works. Even uh, the radio constant. controller, I didn't realize how important it uh, is. Oh, yeah. And I just changed from my QX7 to the QX9, uh, to the X90. X9D. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I don't know if it's because I finally have the right latency with the crossfire or if it's the actual also feeling of the controller. But my flying has like it, th- there was a step suddenly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the latency because I didn't have the latency um, with the QX7 because I didn't Running on S-Bus? Yeah, um, uh, not no, really. Sure, I was on crossfire, but like the um, 125. Uh, oh, the 150 hertz. Rate. And thing. yeah mm-hmm. she, so she I didn't could, do the mud i could uh, go okay. far i could do long range but the you, you weren't using the true crsf yeah. protocol mm-hmm. so then when i bought the x9d i was i finally had this right mm-hmm. speed and i don't know if it's that or the controller or both of them but yeah it's a lot better it could now. definitely be a combination of uh of all of it yeah but that giving you a better, a better feel which is obviously nice yeah definitely yeah that's good yeah no that's really cool sometimes i don't watch noeli flying all the time because mm-hmm. we we're flying with other people so i watch the other people yeah, and i fly <laughs> so sometimes i think it happens to you too yeah yeah uh, we watch each other or we just watch the footage mm-hmm. like you know we go back to the hotel room and she's on her computer and i happen to <laughs> you know look yeah. over her jo- shoulder and i'm like oh that is good <laughs> yeah. or the other day i i was feeling a bit sick so i stayed in the car just put the goggles on and i was flying the other guys flying mm-hmm. and i tuned randomly to a channel because i press the buttons you know stupid like pressing a button until you find a channel mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i end up on a channel and i'm like oh that dude flies really really well and 
and it keeps on flying and flying and I'm like that's awesome and then <laughs> that dude lands <laughs> and and he it's actually no really <laughs> that's, like, that's, oh, that, that's really cool that's that's my girlfriend <laughs> that's awesome yeah so that's really cool yeah. and I noticed um I, I think I noticed in uh, one of you guys's later videos that um you guys kind of met up um I think maybe it was in France. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys met up with a group of people and, and you actually let some um, a, a mm. kid yeah. fly your drone, the Mr. Steel drone yeah. that you have. And he flew that fantastically. He, yeah. They were he all absolutely really, ripped it. They were really, really good pilots. Yeah. And this young, young, well, he's not that young. He's 17, but he's mm -hmm. still 10 years yes. younger than me. He's a kid. <laughs> he's yes. a kid. And awesome personality. Mm -hmm. Super like... Um, enthusiastic, uh, enthusiastic yeah. uh, yes. for, for everything. And when he saw Steel Quad, he was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so Very cute. excited. And then he said, do you think I can fly it? And because I had I had watched one of his flights before and I was so impressed. I was like, definitely, you can mm -hmm. definitely yeah, fly it. no issues. And he had no issues with it at all. Like it was not even his right um, not well, you could tell because compared to his flying, oh. like at the start, he was a bit uh, uh, struggling you know, mm -hmm. with yeah. the timing and stuff like that. But he got used to it in I don't know 20 seconds, yeah. and then That's he was awesome. flying it like it was his squad, and he did a great flight yeah. and he was very excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That you guys can, you know brighten people's days like that mm -hmm. and that's uh, another cool th reason why you guys are traveling around well that thanks you know. to still giving his squad to to Noelia yeah. yeah in the first place in the mm -hmm. first place that was a cool move that was really awesome yeah yep. it was yeah <laughs> but um speaking of where you guys have um been where do you guys uh plan to go after this so after uh here in At Detroit Ohio. um we'll go to um California so we're going there for a year and uh, a week and a half, sorry. And mm -hmm. we're going to meet up. Um, we, we will arrive in San Francisco. We're going to try to meet uh, Zoro FPV, uh, Zoe FPV, mm -hmm. actually. And then um, we'll drive south to Los Angeles and we'll meet with Eric, so Conasti and mm -hmm. Steele. And, and then Ruben. And Ruben. Yeah, Sweet true. Queens. Ruben yep. is driving south as well. Maybe we'll drive at the same time as him. Probably. I still don't know. And after that, we will catch a plane. So from Los Angeles to Bali. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll stay there as long as we can, depending on the money we have left. And eventually we'll have to go back to Australia to find a job. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah. the dream can't be forever, you know? <laughs> right. uh, because basically um, we quit our jobs on in November mm -hmm. uh, last year. And since then we've been traveling, mm -hmm. flying FPV. and Living do, on our savings. Yeah, mm -hmm. we basically lived on our savings. So uh, we've been able to save a lot of money because we worked in the desert. So there's actually no way to spend your money over there mm -hmm. uh, so that's how we saved a lot and then this and trip is a bit supported by Armaten so yeah. we have coupons to give away when people uh, host us at, at their place that's awesome or if yeah. they take us around all day and you know sometimes they want to buy you dinner or anything so you're like okay then mm -hmm. give a coupon you can give yeah. them a coupon so this was super cool from Armaten to do that because it helped us Armaten's saving been a lot very of money. supportive yeah okay. very very supportive so that's what why that can happen to yeah um and, uh, but yeah, definitely traveling like this, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money too. But mm -hmm. I like the way um, Almaten decided to support us because it was not paying us. Um, mm -hmm. It was like a, a service for a service. So everything yeah. we do is more genuine. You know, it's right. not forced because there's no actual money involved. Well, everybody mm -hmm. wins in Everybody story, wins. You know? So mm -hmm. I like, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I do. I do like that. I like how they're helping you guys like out on the journey Like they have advertisement, you know, yep. and we get to say thank you to somebody by giving them a, coup a coupon yeah. and they get right. 
free stuff. And then they can say thank you again because they have this coupon and it saves them a little money and they get so everybody's winning. It's like it's a very good deal. Um, Yeah, Amazon is cool. Yeah, yeah. They do. I think they were one of the first companies to have like a you know warranted frame yeah. too which is really they cool do. So. they do you have that lifetime warranty that mm-hmm. <laughs> is just amazing i was yeah. thinking to switch to Almaten before they asked me if i wanted to be sponsored actually mm-hmm. yeah um because they asked us first kevin didn't want to fly top mount at that time yeah i was all about that bottom mount you know <laughs> but yeah i was before they asked us i was like yeah i might switch because of that lifetime warranty i thought yeah. it was good to improve well it feels you know you feel better a, a frame you know that can break and it can be a pain to to have to repair place it mm-hmm. and when you know you buy a frame and for the le- for the next i don't know as many years as you want to right. use it you're gonna have parts for it mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna find the parts and they're gonna be free well that that helps definitely yeah. yes definitely yeah. well uh i thank you guys for coming no on this worries. podcast and we're tech talking Thanks up for and having us yeah i got to talk about a bunch of different cool things and learn about you guys personally so that's nice and um we're gonna have to sign out here i'm gonna Thank everybody for listening and uh, thank everybody for listening to the stories that Noelle and Kevin have been able to tell us from Australia and France and with all their friends that they have met and uh, their experiences with flying. And we'll have to thank you and catch the next one. Thank you guys. Peace.